everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, rings and split. Hop into the box office dueling match there, and who comes out the winner? Well, we'll tell you in just a second. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Popcorn Talk T uh, and uh, the show Box Office Breakdown. We know the show. Look at yeah. that. This is a show that breaks down the box office for the weekend that was, and then we like to... Prognosticate. Oh, look at that. Just trolling those R's. Yes. I think prog- that wasn't my best. You want, you want one more time at this? No. Okay. <laughs> I just went, I wasn't my best, but we'll continue <laughs> on with the show. Uh, we prognosticated about the box office for the week ahead. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Hi, guys. I'm Quinn Skillian. You can follow me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. Oh, look at that, folks. And Carrie D. Lane, she is off doing her uh, her big burlesque show this weekend. Ooh, uh, this evening, as a matter of fact. So, yes. So she has her own Bollywood dance, a solo number that she's nice. doing. So very excited. So we talked a little bit about that last week. Maybe some of you are checking it out if you're a fan of the of Carrie. Yeah, Maybe you're checking it out in person. Media. That's right. But it's just just the two of us. That's right. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. That was also huh. not my best, but I also won't retry that one either. Look at that. I like that. She's, it's just one and done. One and done. Quinn. Yeah, you know what? You just like gotta let it go. <laughs> uh, but folks, you, you know what you can do? You can like us on Facebook. You can give us those five stars on iTunes. Please. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can hop in the chat. Mark, who's in the booth, is going to pull up the chat so you guys can comment about anything that you've been seeing in terms of movies or just anything about the box office as well. Or anything going on in your life. How oh, are you doing? There you go. You just I'm want very some... interested in you guys all psychologically, so there what's you going go. on? Yes. Now, of course, something that I'd do if you're going to be watching uh, watching box office breakdown, you know, you're probably sitting there at home, relaxed, cozy, but you might get a little grumbly tumbly. Grumbly tumbly? Yeah, a little you mean hungry? Hungry? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Grumbly, tumbly, hungry? Probably not after it. the Super Bowl, but maybe tomorrow. That's true. Maybe maybe you're you know you've eaten a lot of food over there, and it's like you know I ate a lot of pizza, I ate a lot of this, but you know what'd be great is like a nice home cooked meal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know who's got you covered if you want to do something like that? You want Who? to cook some of the food? Who does? Yeah, if you want to cook something at home that's delicious all by yourself. Blue Apron has you covered. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, you know what? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Now, they do this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Now... Let's be honest, folks. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. And research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Wow. You know, and those who spend a lot at restaurants or high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Now, look at some of these upcoming meals. I bet your uh, taste buds are going to start watering yeah. as right. I describe these to you, Quinn. Go for it. Uh, cashew chicken stir-fry with Ugh. tango mandarins and jasmine rice. Yeah! Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Heck yeah! Crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. I don't know salad. what that is. It sounds delicious. It's, oh, yes. Come on, quinoa? How can you go wrong with quinoa? Oh, yeah, baby. And udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. Uh, now, what's great about that is, a, you know, they it comes in, in a little package for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can choose what you want. You yeah, can, it comes yeah. right to your front door. With easy-to-follow instructions. You, mm-hmm. you can make it yourself. You feel like... I have done Blue Apron. Yes. It is really, really fun. It gives you that chance to feel like you're Gordon Ramsay. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, yes, or like a chef from uh, and, Top Chef. you know, chef. you would just like things that you would never think to make before. And you're just like, oh, I like I that's probably really good. Me and my little brain, I know like three recipes. Yeah. I would never think to make that. They do the thinking for you. They give you the, inc- yeah. the freshest ingredients possible, easy-to-follow instructions, and make you feel like a master chef in your very home, every own home. Uh, now, it's, uh, as I mentioned, it's less than $10 per person per meal and of course they deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals you can choose from a variety of new recipes every week or you can let blue aprons culinary team surprise you so you can Ooh, put yourself in their hands choice. that's right Very and they nice. won't let you down they're gonna sit they are gonna give you the best food and recipes aren't repeated for a year so you'll never get bored there's always a great variety of things to choose only from. a bummer if you really liked one i guess <laughs> <laughs> now but if you liked it so much then you know the ingredients are using you're still gonna that's have the recipe true. card that's so. true you can just do it yourself yeah you like it so much Go buy the ingredients yourself and you make it again. Very nice. Yeah. Now, each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared, be prepared in 40 minutes or less. And Blue Apron's Freshness Guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Look at that. Nice. Stand-up people there. Now, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash box office. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes to create incredibly home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Come on, folks. Look at that. You can actually, you can pull out stuff on one window. You can pull up. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Blueprint and the other, like order mm-hmm. your meals right there, like a split. There and you I go. Can vouch. So Good you, stuff. actually, that's right. They're like, fine. If you can't take it from Quinn, who yeah. are you going to take it from? Look at that. Uh, that's blueapron.com slash box office. Blue Apron. It is simply a better way to cook. Ooh, yes, it is. Honey. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so. We've got uh, some hot box office stuff here. Now, of course, right out of the way, last week's box office bet was for uh, uh, was for rings. Mm-hmm. Caroline and I. And how'd that fall rings. out? Well, uh, you know, we, uh, we I think we both kind of thought rings may take it, they yeah. being a new horror film. Uh, but it, uh, I went big. Especially because the ring was so popular, wasn't it? It did really well. I mean, it got $23 million, uh, you know, when it first came out. So The, I, ring, the ring did? Uh, rings and ring, uh, ring and Ring 2. Did fifteen and twenty three million? See, that almost seems out. lower than I would have thought. It was all the rage. Yeah. You know those. I swear, the ring, uh, com- the, the commercials for that movie. I never saw it, but I had the, the the craziest nightmares just from the commercials of that movie. Yeah, it's uh, from everything that I've read in the reviews and stuff. Say that I'm not in store for a good time, and I say that because I went high. I pulled a Quinskillion. Mm-hmm. I went. I shot you went for the sixty moon. mil. I didn't go sixty mil, but I had high hopes that uh, the rings, given uh, given that it you know it's a beloved franchise, sure. Like, even though it's coming off, gosh, almost like a twelve year kind of gap. Yeah, one of these gaps we keep seeing. Yeah, and and I'm not true- talking about the beloved uh, clothing store. No, no, we're I'm talking, talking about, yeah. about that. That treacherous ten-year gap we keep getting between reboots, and it seems like every time sequels. we've uh, done that, it's not turned out well for those films. Yeah. And this followed that same pattern. So, unfortunately, I thought Rings was going to be number one at twenty-two million. It came in uh, at number two behind Split, mm-hmm. uh, and Carrie D. Lane won that bet. So I'll be going to see Rings. I mean, look at Split. You know, yes. third third week up there, number one. Fourteen point five. I think people are really hey, liking this. I'm not gonna. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, no. Uh, I definitely have to. I definitely do want to check that out. Just to see, uh, certainly, I don't, I don't feel like it's, I mean, maybe it's a slower mm-hmm. time of year, but still, there's something to that film that's I will say, audiences. I don't know the twist of this movie. You do know mm-hmm. the twist. A lot of people who I know who haven't seen the movie know the twist. That was one of the first things the that spoiler. I think leaked out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, it's, it's, a, it's a cool, it's a reveal. It's not like a... It's not like a spoiler, but it's a cool reveal. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, an, it's not like... Kind of uh, what he's known for. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, but it's sort of like different than Bruce like success. Bruce Willis was a ghost! Yeah, it's not, it's not a, where it makes you rethink the whole entire movie you just watched. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Basically, it just kind of, you know, it, it excites you about the possibilities that lay ahead. Got it. Okay, yes. well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dying to see this one. I, I don't love me a scary movie, but this kind of seems like one that's kind of got that kind of psychological, it's, you know, kind of more psyche over the scary, yeah. which is more my style. So I'm I'm really psyched to see it. I couldn't I couldn't rally a friend to come with me this week. Quinn, I just couldn't get anyone to come with you. I don't know if that was the movie or if it was me. It's never you. Thanks. You yes, that's uh, exactly what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a James McAvoy fan? I really am. Like I really am. Yeah. I remember him all the way back from Narnia. Do you remember when he was in Narnia? <laughs> yes. He was so cute. And then he was you know Professor X and all that. I really like him. I liked him as Professor X. <gasps> no, oh my job. god, Atonement. I never saw that. You haven't? No. One of my favorites. Really? Beautiful film. So, so good. I love that movie. And but he's great in it. That movie seems like one that you watch once and like, that was great. I never need to see it again. Oh, or... I've seen it a couple times and it breaks my heart every single time. It's almost like the Titanic thing where you just like, you want it just to be the ending, the better ending just once. You just want it to happy ending just once and you never get it. But it's really, really, really good. And that's Saoirse Ronan, really young Saoirse Ronan in there. Keira Knightley. Beautiful, beautiful dress on her that I remember everyone was really obsessed with. Um, anyway, great movie, great movie. Would you like for Blu-rays for a film like that that has some kind of sadness, like Titanic or Atonement? Yeah, to like offer to offer just <laughs> randomly, just randomly. Uh, you, you watch it ten times. One of those ten times, it'll automatically default to like the the happy ending. Yeah, but no, because then it would take away my I care so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's the sad ending that makes you you know care. <laughs> You're like, wait, that that ended. Um, and happened. I will say, I did, I started Max Steel this week. Oh, yes. All right. Before we continue on the rest of this week's top five box office, what are your first initial thoughts on Max Steel? Oh, I only watched the first 10 minutes. (laughs) That was it. Okay. 
I fell asleep. What? I fell asleep. I, I'm going to say that that's because you were exhausted from a physically demanding, physically and mentally demanding week, and not because the film was kind of dull. I'm not going to say there wasn't a little bit of maybe wine involved in mm. the sleeping as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I watched like the first 10 minutes and it was just like weird and, oh. and I just fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, well, I tried and I think trying counts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, break down this first 10 minutes for me. No, no, move on. No, nothing exciting. Nothing no. that were you watching go like, what am I watching? Or were you at least intrigued I mean, by like, anything? Nothing really happened in the first 10 minutes. So there's like nothing really to get into. Oh, gotcha. Um, but I do also wanted to talk later, but I did want to like give a quick rundown of my favorite movies of 2016. Oh, but we what? can talk about that later. Oh, holy shnikes. Look at that. Quinn came ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, so Split, number one, a $14.5 million here at the box office. Number two, Rings. Uh, Carrie Lane, uh, bet 16. I shot high with 22. Couldn't get anybody really to come out on the $22 million ledge with me. And rightfully so, because it only pulled in $13 million this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'll be seeing this movie. I'm excited. Uh which one? Uh, Rings. I was more okay. excited, but now that I, like, the trailer's excited. Did you see Ring? I saw the first two. Okay, so you, you, you get yeah, it. Yeah, but I feel like it, after reading the reviews, like, it's like, mm, you know, okay. What are you seeing in the trailer is pretty much mm-hmm. it. So you're like, great. So I've got that looking forward to me. Uh, over there in the chat, we've got, oh, we've got Media Shock back in the, back in the chat. He's taking a little time off. He's been busy. But he said he was going to come back and, and show us how it was done here in the oh, chat. So, good. Media Shock, I'm glad, glad to have you back Media there. Shock. Yes. Leo died handcuffed in the belly of the. Oh, yeah, right? I was thinking about this also because there's an interview. I don't, I don't, we don't have to talk about Titanic. Well, I'm just going to talk about Titanic. Okay. There's an interview right now that's kind of going viral with, with Kiki Palmer. I don't know if you know. She's an actress. She was in Aquila and the Bees and she's also a singer and whatever. And she's, and she's talking to Steve um, Harvey. Okay. And she's talking about Titanic. She's talking about the ending and when Rose, you know, stays on the door and how, you know, Leo and how, like, they could have, like, fixed that situation. And I'm sitting here being like, okay, so, like, let's pretend that Rose and Leo both lived. Do you think that they would live happily ever after? Because wasn't Leo just, like, the impetus for her to, like, get away from her life and, like, be her own woman and everything? And, like, once she had decided she could do that, like, I don't even know if she would, like, like if she would want to stay with him. And, like, maybe that would be even more sad for them to, like, fall out of love with each other. Or maybe this is such a traumatic circumstance that it just, uh, it brought them together in such a way that they wanted to spend the rest of their lives together. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It could have ended up even sadder than it did. Because so, now she has this wonderful romantic memory of the whole thing that she gets to carry with her. She had this wonderful love. She, and she gets didn't to have to through, watch it like, mm, yeah. She gets to look through rose-colored so glasses. I, yeah, ooh, <laughs> that's a pun. You're welcome. So I don't know. That's just what, that was just a thing that I was thinking, guys. That's okay. All. all right. There you go. Uh, and let's open the chat. Uh, what happened to DJ Richie Sky? We've got Starfire asking that. Uh, DJ Richie Sky has, uh, has with the move to Sunday, uh, other obligations have prevented Richie Sky from joining us on a regular basis. But he does at least want to try to come in at one time to say a proper farewell to you folks. So uh, just know that Richie Sky is, uh, is fantastic. He's amazing. He's an awesome guy. We would love to have him back here, but until something changes, he's going to have to be away, with, away yeah. from us for a while, which is unfortunate. Uh, but we love him. Keep following him. I, I see those posts on uh, uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stalk me. That's right. We keep and stalking we him. Did. And stalking him is, I mean, if you want to see somebody doing all this, some flexing, some some posing in front of a mirror. In the gym? Yeah. Richie Sky's got you covered, man. How do we feel about that? Oh. Well, do we like gym picks or do we not like gym picks? Comment in this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Leave your opinion in the yeah, comments. There you go. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about movies, guys. Let's talk about gym picks. I want to know what you guys think about gym picks on social media. <laughs> uh, coming back in number three for our, our top five at the domestic box office, A Dog's Purpose. They're from Universal. $10.8 million. And, Which, uh, really, who saw that coming? Well, I mean, there was, so, there was so much controversy. But also, I mean, like, this is just a product of some pretty low numbers. I mean, if we had anything, if we had any other movies in here, you know, if we had anything doing you know, bigger movie coming in, we would not see a dog's purpose on, on this list. Well, given the... the you just f- got lucky. We do have some big films coming out this, this next weekend, so I feel like, you know, at least two, if not three of these could be bumped off the list entirely by mm-hmm. by next weekend. Uh, but I've got to go see Dog's Purpose as well. Uh, yeah. I lost the bet on that one, too. So I've got a double, double feature coming my way. Okay. Uh, which I feel like I will do a lot of crying 
in the dog's inner dog's purpose. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just tears, just waterworks. So I can't believe I I only watched the first ten minutes of Max Dale. Neither can I. I can't believe it. I mean, not only me, but everybody there in the chat cannot believe I know. that you that you let them down the because they were like... counting on Quinn Skillian's. Honestly, I was hoping that I would come in here and, like, the first 10 minutes would be enough to get me out of the commitment. Is that not... No. Damn it. No, 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 Quinn. No, no. But I I rented it and the rental expired. (laughs) What? You have to rent Max Steel twice? Is it only, like, 99 cents rental? Yeah, no, it's not expensive. Okay, all right. I mean, and you're rolling in the dough, Quinn. Uh, Coming in number four in the box office, there are hidden figures from Fox, another $10.1 million to it. So far, $119 million for that film. Um, I am so upset with myself that I haven't seen it yet. I'm bummed about it, too. I feel very embarrassed when I tell people that. I don't feel embarrassed. I feel insecure. Really? And everyone's like, you haven't seen it? How have you not seen it? It was like these beautiful women performances in this fantastic, wonderful movie. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. What's wrong with me? Well, you know, there's things, you, know, you have a lot of stuff happening in your life. Sometimes it's tough to make the time out. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Look, at, you couldn't even, for a high-quality film like Max Steel, you could only make 10 minutes. So I know. You know, if, I mean, if Max Steel can only get 10 minutes, I mean... You and know, I, had to, I had to get a little drunk to even start it, Oof. which Oof. is probably why I don't really... Well, no. you don't have to get drunk for Hidden Figures. No, that's true. There you go. That's but you true. could go to a theater that does serve some, some alcohol while you're watching There it. are some really, really fancy there theaters in L.A. I'll be honest. They have booze and really good food. And you can sit right there in your chair and eat a pizza. Yeah, I, I wonder, does Hidden Figures, just uh, playing devil's advocate, does it warrant a big screen uh, watching? Can you just watch it yeah. if you haven't have a screener? Like, you watch I think it it's home? one of those things where it's like, if we weren't in award season, it wasn't like a time limit thing here, of course I would just wait for it to come out. It would be like, no big deal. Yeah. But since it's the kind of thing where it's like, you got to kind of see it in the theaters or you don't really see it, you got to just go see it. And I just, I just feel like I'm letting down, like, I don't know, Well, then the wonderful people in my life you've got a, i mean you're at the start of a whole new work week so yeah. you have time to change your fate you're right Quinn, you can go see it this week change your fate change. <laughs> that's brave that's right another really wonderful film that we don't have to get into at this moment <laughs> uh as alvin says in the uh the chat hidden figures is great but it's not max deal yeah there you go that that that's true listen alvin i don't think you ever saw max Steel. did he you didn't you know, I I, I want to feel like that. Uh, like I really think that all these people in the chat keep bringing it up, but they wouldn't touch it with a twenty foot pole. Yeah, yeah, I feel I, I feel like at least Sky Patterson or uh, Albin have, have been. Yeah, back. somebody somebody must have seen it. Somebody's got your back. Somebody must have seen it. <laughs> uh, rounding out the top five from Liongate Film, uh, La La Land. There you go, another seven point mm-hmm. four million dollars, one hundred eighteen million dollars so far. Yeah. I uh, I gotta I gotta give that film a second chance. I still don't know exactly how I feel about it. I you know what I swear I like I really liked it, and then all of a sudden I I go through moments where I don't think it's an important enough movie to be garnering so much attention. Like the story it's telling, I'm like wondering if like if that's you know permeating enough to like be a lasting kind of you know, moral or story or whatever. And I'm just like, I really go back and forth with how, with how important I think that movie is like in our like social dialogue. Not that every movie has to be important, but you know, when we are looking at things like hidden figures and we are looking at, you know, kind of like, I don't know, representation and the Oscars and everything, it starts to look a little, no, I mean, and certainly, I mean, the Oscars has a track record for just, you know, being awarding for the zeitgeist and not for, Mm -hmm. Something that is a, of longer lasting duration. So like, yeah, yes. so I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you think that movie has, like, you know, is it going to be like a Moulin Rouge where we want to go back and watch it, you know, all the time? Or I don't, I mean, I, I feel, I definitely want to see it at least one more time. So mm-hmm. for me, I feel like it's got its hooks in me in that extent. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I need to give one more shot to see, like, am I, because I'm not raving about it. Yeah. Like other people are. And I said, like, maybe I should give it one more review. But I, just I think that, like, the further we get away here, the more people are starting to get critical. I think like, when it first came out, it was really, get, it got, it, you know, it was like what I'm talking about, like, this kind of comet kind of, like, burned really bright, really hot, and now it's kind of starting to fizzle, and I'm starting to mo- see more negative reviews for it than I am seeing positive reviews. Well, I feel like that's the thing with any film that's getting a lot of, uh, yeah. lot of award nominations and stuff, that there is going to be, at some point, some kind of black backlash against it. Mm-hmm. And I guess it depends on the award cycle when that backlash hits. If it... Interesting. Okay. Javante Jones says, I feel the unimportance of La La Land sets it apart. I totally see where you're coming from because I do think that you just get to let movies just be movies. I talk about this a lot, 
and I don't need every single movie to have, you know, this, like, lesson or moral or whatever, or a history lesson. I don't need that. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't think that Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are, like, very good singers or dancers or anything. And I'm like, what if they had taken people from Broadway and showcased, you know, really, really talented, you know, you know larger-than-life actors who wouldn't normally get to do anything like that? Because that, you know, I don't know. I think about, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, although I feel like there's also, uh, on the devil advocate side of it, they're just, like, using somebody, using actors that aren't, those Broadway singers, mm-hmm. singers, dancers. And just kind of being more the every people, which is what I liked about it at the start. Yes. And now all of a sudden I'm like questioning <laughs> how I feel how I feel about it. I don't know. I mean, because I guess if you get down to it, it's just about, you know, hey, guess what? Sometimes relationships don't work. Yeah. And like that's pretty much where you walk away from the movie. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be curious. I mean, it's getting so many. And I don't know if it's just like we're talking about now, but just like the time we're in right now, given the way society is at this moment, that La La Land just kind of stokes that fire for certain people mm-hmm. that that's the why it's getting so much love. too, you know. Yeah. It's you just come sometimes you just really just need to watch a happy feel good movie. Oh, that's Not, a, uh, would we call it a happy feel good movie? I would. Actually, I would. I would totally you? would. Really? Yeah, just in terms of tone. Yeah, but I even though that... the ending wasn't necessarily happy, I still feel like the movie really had kind of like hunky dory quality. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it it just basically tells you In the same like... way that 500 Days of Summer isn't like a happy movie, it has like that kind of happy, quirky quality to it that doesn't, like, it's not like watching a sad movie, even though it doesn't end happy. Hmm. Yeah, thanks for spoiling that movie for me, Quinn. They don't end up together. <laughs> I guess that. Even after that amazing date at Ikea. Oh, I mean, well, gosh, how could, it, how could that not work? That seems like the foundation for a solid relationship mm-hmm. is, a, is a date at Ikea. Did you guys ever see that show that they filmed out of Ikea? No. There was, like, a, some, like, a bunch of people went in and, like, filmed a TV show, like, without Ikea knowing. That's so great. That's great. I can't remember what it's called. It's on the internet somewhere. I always thought that was really funny. <laughs> like, the, all those sets were just, like, there. Uh, so that is our top five here. We'll touch base on, as we're talking about La La Land, some international numbers. Uh, La La Land has charmed its way to two, uh, another $20.1 million in overseas songbook. That, twirls, uh, that takes the modern-day musical to $150 million abroad. And across the two hundred and fifty dollar two hundred and fifty million global mark for a total of two hundred and sixty eight million to date worldwide. Now, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter staked out another sixteen point five million in fifty seven markets, and it's soon going to pass hundred million dollars overseas earlier this week. Uh, earlier this week, excuse me. Uh, Paramount's uh, Rings got uh, $15.2 million. It ran some circles around some of the comps in its Latin American box office debuts, including a number one in Brazil. Uh, that fast forwarded it to the second biggest horror launch ever in that market. Wow, that seems amazing. In to me. Brazil, yeah, got some passionate fans in Brazil. Yeah, uh, sadly though, the the European majors though were less engaged. However, did not did not strike it big there in a lot of the European markets. Okay. Now, uh, Split uh, is uh, held offshore audi- held offshore audiences captive for another fourteen point six million, including a five percent hike in Germany. Those Germans like their uh, psychological thrillers, I guess. That feels like really on brand for them, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and elsewhere, Triple uh, X's The Return of Xander Cage from Paramount crossed the $100 million international box office line for $112.4 million to date. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Triple uh, X's Return, Return of Xander Cage? No, and I won't. Y- you won't? No. Why not? Because I have no interest. Zero. Really? Sorry. Are you a Fast and Furious fan or no? I am. I am a Fast and Furious fan, but more for like the... like. The style of the Fast and Furious over, like, the actual, like, I guess it's just like, I guess, like, ugh, the nostalgia for the Fast and Furious. I don't really have that for this. Gotcha. But do, is it something about, like, also the team aspect? It's not, you're not just going to see a Vin Diesel movie, but you're also going to see Rock. You're going to see mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez. You're going to maybe, see Ludacris. Maybe. And, like, honestly, like, I'm really picky about my action movies. I do not race to the theater ever to see an action movie. And so there's got to be something, like, kind of special about it for me to really want to go see it, and it doesn't have it for me. And, but a Fast and Furious film does, just because it's, like, really crazy, over-the-top action? Yeah, and, and because, like, you know, they're so novel at this point, and, they ha- and it has that kind of quality to it, which, like, I don't know if that does. If I would say, uh, just to pique your interest, perhaps, yeah. I feel like Triple uh, X Return of Xander Cage is very similar to a Fast and Furious 4, where okay. it kind of resets the deck. For the Fast and Furious franchise, kind of gets all the players in place and starts building an ongoing narrative. 
uh, kind of incorporating everything that's come before. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what this movie does. So if there was to be another film, I feel like, you know, it's a great thing. He kind of assembles a team. Mm-hmm. You'd see how that team would work together in future films. So that, I mean, it's, it, there is something that's kind of intriguing. Do you, do you like Donnie Yen? Who's that? Oh, he's a uh, uh, Asian martial artist superstar. He's probably really fierce. He's awesome in this movie. <laughs> Donnie Yen kicks some butt in this movie. Oh, good for him. Yes, yeah, so if you love Donnie Yen, you were not disappointed by Triple X Return to Center Cage. Okay. All right, I'm not winning Quinn <laughs> over whatsoever. Fine, I got it. Uh, now, of course, we did our box office bet earlier. I uh, found out that I lost, so I'll have to be going to see Rings. But we're going to be doing the box office bet in just a little bit. Uh, just to start uh, giving you some ideas of what you can vote on for in the box office bet, the three films that will be in contention for your votes are Fifty Shades Darker, the second ser- second film in the Fifty Shades series. Mm-hmm. Because it's gray, darker, and then whatever the fifty the third one is. Did you see the first one? I did not. I, me and my friend, me and my friend Maddie decided we we're going to watch the Fifty Shades of Grey movie, and we were going to really try and like let ourselves enjoy it. Yeah, and like not try and like judge it. And we were really going to try and just like kind of like you know just enjoy this like kind of like kind of cliche thing or whatever and we sat there we're like okay no judgments no preconceived notions um we couldn't do it really it was so cringy and weird and like it felt like a movie that was like not supposed to be rated r Hmm. and then all of a sudden you would they were like she would be nude and you're like this feels really out of place like the tonally (laughs) it doesn't feel like it was just so so weird the only part i liked was the love me like you do song that was like the kind of you know how like now it's the zane and the taylor swift song which is so not as good as love me like you do which was like such a banger which is the only good thing about that movie did you read the book or only see the movie i read the book like i started it because i was like i want to know everyone's like what is everyone talking about what it's like, and it was it was terrible. But because well, I and I I didn't know this before, but somebody told me that it originally started off as she was more of a fan fiction writer, kind of doing like Twilight fan fiction. That's where that's where it started. Yeah. Wow. So hmm, interesting. So yeah, I think uh, you can. Kind of, I kind of understand where that kind of comes from a little bit. But you know, she's such a Mary Sue. She's just too perfect. She like can't drink coffee because like she can't have that much caffeine. Like okay, go die. <laughs> can't handle it but I, from what I've heard the, the film kind of dials back a lot of the extremeness of the book um I don't I mean I only read like a, the first couple chapters of <laughs> the book you didn't finish the book okay no I mean it was really really bad and um and I'm sure the book was more explicit than hmm. the movie but I mean the lack of chemistry between them is just like so palpable like it's you, you yeah, kind of a bummer. Oh well, uh, clearly it did well enough for Universal for them to greenlight a sequel. So we've got Fifty Shades Darker. We've got John Wick Chapter Two. Is that an action film franchise you're a fan of? No. Okay. Did we need a second one? I I don't know if we needed a second one, but we got one. Um. So I guess that's the world we live in. There you go. Oh, you don't want to see Keanu Reeves doing some action? Um. No. No. Are I you, told you I'm not. I don't rush to go see an action movie. What about I the don't. Matrix? Uh, like the, not the, all the whole Matrix series that kind of ends on a mm-hmm. sour note. But at least the first film. Yes. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Point Fine. Break with Keanu Reeves. I've never seen it. No. No. All right. But I only saw the Matrix like once or twice, like a long time ago. Hmm. Okay. So Keanu Reeves as an action star does not do much for you. I don't think Keanu Reeves uh, does much for anybody. You don't think so? No, Come on. That I think guy he doesn't. Act. He can act. I think, I mean, he's definitely, he's gotten better as he's gotten older. So I, I, Kittery's offers a lot. Come on now. Quinn's sticking to her gun and stuff. I see. Uh, and lastly, the third film to bet on is the Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I am stoked to see this movie. This will be cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, man, look at you. You are a tough critic fun. tonight. It'll you are fun. tough. I'm not tough. You know, you just, eh, you gravitate towards what you gravitate towards. <laughs> you don't have to like every movie. Uh, so of course folks start chiming away there in the chat what you sh- which you'd like us to uh, do our box office bet on Fifty Shades Darker John Wick Chapter 2 or the Lego Batman movie as always I will turn to my trusty reliable uh, vote tabulator Alvin there yeah. in the chat to keep a track on everything uh, but before we uh, get to the results of that we're going to do a little box office rewind here uh, we like to take somebody that's going to be in one of the upcoming films and kind of mm-hmm. do a look back for their top five you know? opening box office films again that, one of these lists that just doesn't do their work their work justice you know no, no. another one uh, <clears throat> you know of course you know with the uh, Keanu Reeves the Matrix you know they kind of dominated so I wanted to find an actor that kind of had a nice variety of top five films mm-hmm. 
So for that, I dug into the Lego Batman movie cast and found good old Rosario Dawson. Good old Rosario Good old Rosario Dawson. I can't Dawson. believe Clerks isn't on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, she ate a, a very wide variety. But how good is she variety. in Sin City, though? Yeah, she's that great. That movie's yeah. awesome. Um, but coming in at number five for her, uh, again, this is just that opening box office weekend, not talking about in total for the box office, for the overall gross. But just opening box office weekend, her number fifth highest rated opening weekend was for Zookeeper, the Kevin James film from 2011. Oof. $20 million that opening weekend. I am just not a Kevin James fan. It's just tough. Like I, Paul Bart Mockhart. He's a, in, you know, America, America Can Wait? Yeah. He's, that's him in that, right? That's Kevin James? Or it's Kevin Can Wait. Well, oh, the TV show, yeah, Kevin, yeah, that, yeah, Kevin that's can what wait. Kevin yes. James, right? Yep. I totally ruined the joke, but it was America can wait for Kevin, Kevin can, can wait. wait. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I just I've never got onto the the uh, yeah uh, yeah I've never got onto the, the bandwagon for him. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Okay, <laughs> I feel thank like you. I've been so shady tonight, so I'm like totally. Oh, now, now. Okay. I'm totally open to you, like disliking Kevin James. I, I like that. Now, now you just leave me on the Kevin James Island yeah. all alone. Yeah. Gotcha. I love Kevin James. Mm, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. Come uh, on, you know I don't. Coming in at number four, uh, Unstoppable from Fox came out in 2010, 22.6 million dollars. That was the uh, the Chris Pine Denzel Washington film with her on the runaway train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was. Uh, Did you see it? Yeah. I mean, it was. It's, you know, it's something, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, break any new ground on sure. there. But it's just a, a, just a nice, solid, uh, just kind of film in that kind of vein. I do remember this one. I did not see it. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, yeah, it's fine. Uh, serviceable. Uh, I feel like it's like journeyman work, if you look at that. You're like, okay. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, coming in number three for Rosario Dawson, Eagle Eye. Back from uh, Paramount and DreamWorks, 2008, $29.1 million. These are some low numbers. Yeah, it's, uh, it, even though that one ended up doing over $101 million, yeah. or it, its initial opening, kind of low. Yeah, kind of low. Yeah. Uh, did you see it? It was In fine. 2008? Yeah, DJ Caruso directed it, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah, I didn't see it. Michelle Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Love Michelle Monaghan. Billy Bob Thornton. Love her. Uh, it's coming in at number uh, two, another franchise that never really took off, or at least it attempted and never really landed, or never really took flight. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympian, Olympians, this was a the big, Lightning Thief. This was a big one with the kids. I, it never, was, saw, I never saw they either They were really them. trying to kind of have this be the, the young adult kind of next Harry Potter thing, I think. And I feel like after the second one, it just... Clearly didn't do well enough to warrant continuing. It also really, really needed really, really sophisticated CGI, and they just weren't doing it. Mm. And that that made it look a little silly. Uh, that came out from Fox in 2010. Did 31.2 million dollars mm-hmm. its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I like Logan Lerman though. Yeah, I kick an act. I mean, I, I I love the idea of like mythology of Greek myths and Roman yeah, myths. I yeah. like the idea of that. I just I don't know. I just never got around to watching any of those. Well, yeah, I think it's for people younger than us too. Huh. What about the young at heart, Quinn? Does that I not think, count? I don't think your heart is even yet. Well, I'm dead inside, so we, I think we all know that. <laughs> we, have to, we have to put that pacemaker in. <laughs> uh, and then coming in at number one, uh, back in 2002, Men in Black 2 from Sony. $52.1 million. $52.1 million for Men in Black 2. Yeah, um... And I felt like this was like, because at the end, she becomes a new agent. We mm-hmm. never really see anything that comes with that. I uh, Men in Black 2 was kind of, eh, but I actually, Men in Black 3, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Good. I, I got teary-eyed you in did? Men in Black 3. I would never thought I would have thought, I would have thought that. What year did Men in Black 3 come out? Ooh, that was what, 2008, 2009, okay. 10, somewhere around there? Okay. Um, yeah, it was like, yeah, I think it's closer to 10, so a good like, you know, eight years or so after it. So uh, the first one and the third one, yes. The second one kind of, eh. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, well, the third one's got some time travel in it. And I'm a sucker for time travel stories. Me too. I tugged at my heartstrings. Me too. So. Did you see The Time Traveler's Wife? I did, you know. Oh, no, that's not the one I liked. I liked the one with the, the, Don Hall Gleason. That was the other one. Oh, uh, the... Um, they both had Rachel McAdams yes, in them. Yes, where he goes into a closet. It's and so good. Yes, uh, I do want to see that one, because uh, they by Roger Curtis from Love Actually. the Time Traveler. The, the, the tra- I don't know. Yeah, it's got Bill Nighy in yeah, there. Yes. Bill Nighy's in it. So, uh, really sweet movie. I, I do want to see that one, because it seems like that's going to be more up my alley. Mm-hmm. Time, Time Traveler's Wife was... Eh. Yeah, no, totally. Ugh. This is a much better version of that. You remember, like when like the Illusionist and the um, the Prestige. Prestige came out at the same time. It's yes. kind of the same with these two. Which one did you like better? The Prestige. Yeah, I just was a sucker for that so one. So good. Uh, I saw Edward Norton. I mean, you know, you were fine in Illusionist. No, it was a fine it was movie. Fine, it was a fine but movie. Just the but Prestige, Prestige just... was dope. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. So uh, good. <laughs> uh, so we've got. Uh, 
Of course, uh, our three films that are vying for, the, for your vote in the box office best. So keep chiming away in the chat room on your vote there. Again, Fifty Shades Darker, John Wick Chapter 2, and the Lego Batman movie. But before we get to the results of the box office bet, we're going to do a, our predictions for next week's top five mm-hmm. in the box office. Now, a few notes before we do the predictions. Uh, the Lego movie that uh, started off this whole Lego movie franchise there yeah. opened up in 2014 with $69 million. Great. It's opening weekend. Fifty Shades of Grey opened in 2015 with eighty. Five million dollars, pretty much the same time of year as it did t- yeah, uh, two years ago. I don't ago. think we're going to get the same. I don't think we're going to get eighty-five million for the sequel, but I still think it's going to do pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that movie was panned more than it was applauded. So I think I it's going to factor I in. I know, but we don't. It's no no competition for it in terms of genre. It's just kind of like one of those movies you just go see because all that's been going on is the Oscars. Everyone just wants to go see something that it doesn't have to be like. I really think this movie is going to still make some money for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then John Wick opened up in 2014 uh, with a surprisingly four, $14.4 million. 14.4? Yeah, but I think it had a lot more, it had a lot of legs. So. How much money did the last Lego movie make? Oh, uh, gosh. That made... What was the last Lego movie? That was the other one that the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome. Oh, that's just what the last yes. one was? That was really fun. Yeah. So that, that's so cute. So that's I think this one's going to do really well. And we've got lots of big voices in this. Yes. Like huge voices. And, they, and a lot of uh, a lot of fun cameos as well, too. It'll be good. Uh, so, uh, with those three in the mix there. Of- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey equals $69 million. I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. Mm, Little kid that. humor, and I love it. <laughs> so, uh, Fifty Shades Darker, John Wick Chapter 2, the Lego Batman movie. How will they affect our current top five? Let's look at these theaters, too. I mean, we got, you know, Fifty Shades is going to be going pretty normal, but 3,700 theaters. Yeah. John Wick, only 2,900. And Lego Batman, over 4,000 theaters, baby. Yes. It's going to so, make money. Uh, just a little bit, I think. It's going to make uh, money. Uh, for me, uh, if you want, I, I'm going to go Lego go Batman it. movie number yeah, one. Yeah. I think that's going to that's going to rock. Totally going to. Uh, man, I, I would love to do John Wick number two. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I think there's a lot two more buzz three. about this. I'm torn because you're right. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does have a fan base. I just you know, and there's nothing in theaters right now. People are going to want to go see it. I really think it's going to. I think it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to do eighty million. I'm torn between seeing if that's going to do number two or number three. Uh-huh. I, I think it's, it's a toss-up between, between John Wick and... Between the two, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I think, I think I'm going... Because I feel like everybody that would want to see John Wick would also probably want to see the Lego Batman movie. And they're probably, to be honest, a little bit more about, excited. Like, what about the kids? What about the kids? Yeah. All the kids are going to go see Lego. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be Lego. I'm going to go Lego, Fifty Shades Darker, John Wick. Uh-huh. That's pretty... Yeah. Uh, I'll go Split... And man, I don't know if Rings is gonna stick it. I bet you. I, I bet I could see Rings going down. I could see. Yeah, I, I think Hidden Figures could stay I up could, there. Yeah, I feel like it's got a it's got a good trend record. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go f- uh, five Hidden Figures. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same, which yeah. is super boring, but we kind of that was a kind of a collaborative effort. <laughs> so we we're did gonna it go together. Lego, we're gonna go Lego. We're gonna go fifty John Wick split uh, Hidden Figures. Now we've got especially uh, now that we got Lego. No one's seen no one's seen Dog's Purpose next week. No, no, that is very <laughs> true. Uh, we got some people in the chat chiming away in their thoughts here. We've got uh, uh, Adelia's chiming in Lego Batman, uh, Fifty Shades, John Wick. Okay, and then uh, whatever the other two. But it seems like. Ooh, man, it's all, some toss-up back and forth between, uh, in the chat, Media Shack has got Lego, John Wick, and Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades for $40 million, that's half of what the first one made. I think that, I don't know. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, you know, in terms of the marketing, it's just, I mean, I feel like the, the Lego Batman marketing has just been everywhere and anywhere. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. You cannot go, in fact, I, I just saw they've, that they, they, They've had, like, Snapchat filters on for, like, a month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been huge. And just uh, if you drive by the Warner Brothers Studios uh, out here in uh, Burbank, where we're located, mm-hmm. uh, pretty close to, they've got all the the, the the billboards that usually advertise all the various different Warner Brothers TV shows and films. Mm-hmm. Everything is just Lego Batman. On there yeah. Now. You know that's something that the studio's highly they invested in. Like, yeah. Yes. They're going to reap the bennies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John Wick 2, I mean, I feel like there's definitely been, there's a buzz about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been some good advertising. I mean, I'm definitely it. seeing advertising. Yes. I'm definitely seeing advertising. But I mean, when, when when did the last John Wick movie come out? 2014. Uh, okay, that's not too long. That's three, so, three years. Yeah, three years. Okay. Yeah, I still think it's uh, very much in mind. I think this this film uh, is very much stuck around with people. And again, I thought Don Wick was more like five years ago, so that's not only, bad. Yeah, only three. Okay, cool. People are going to see it, and people like Keanu Reeves. 
That's very true. Ah, man, I'm just I'm still trying to understand it, but whatever. I mean, it's playing in 800 theater, 800 less theaters than Fifty Shades, but I feel like I feel like John Wick in terms of uh, fan appeal and mm-hmm. buzz is probably heading up. And I feel like Fifty Shades is kind of like teetering down because the first one was kind of like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I do, I really do feel like all of these three movies are kind of coming in with a blank slate. You know, we we getting we're having really low box office numbers. Some of these things have been in theaters for six or seven weeks or whatever. Yeah. So I really think that we're kind of starting off just totally, totally with a blank slate. Things could come in and kind of make all sorts of different weird numbers. I think. I I, I mean I just, I feel like the one thing I'd be curious to see how well Lego Batman does because mm-hmm. I. I you know could it uh, could it top what with the Lego movie? Oh, it's coming out in the middle of February, but still sixty nine million for the Lego movie. But I think it's got a lot more buzz now that people mm-hmm. know the Lego brand a little bit better. Yeah, it's Batman, who people already love that mm-hmm. as well. Big so, voices, big names. Do you think it? Do you think it beats sixty nine million dollars? Mm, yeah, I could see it doing eighty plus. I could see it doing eighty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've been wrong uh, before, baby. <laughs> Quinn likes to shoot I high. I've been wrong before. Yes. All right. So, folks, that is our our, our predictions. Kind of a collaborative effort there that Quinn and I did for mm-hmm. the for our next week's top five prediction. But now we're getting ready for the box office bet. So, Alvin, if you want to just do a little recap there in the chat while I explain the rules of the box office bet, Quinn and I will bet on the film that you folks in the chat pick as the film that we will bet on for the box office gross for the following week. The one that gets closest to the actual box office gross gets to have bragging rights say you know the, the prognosticator prognosticators uh and the person that gets the farthest away will have to go see the film in theaters and then come and tell us all about it now uh certainly since it's just quinn and i you know it's it's nobody nobody's safe this week mm-hmm. somebody's winning somebody's losing somebody's seeing something yes you gotta be something seeing something you gotta be seeing something that's not a song no it's not oh yeah gotta be something <laughs> you're trying to do michael jackson that's right okay. too. That <laughs> okay but i think that was not a song it wasn't a song but i got there where you were going and that's all that matters <laughs> lego might do a deadpool number what did deadpool make i don't remember probably a lot um I, I, yeah that did that did really well oh. on the weekend i'll also just give you guys i'm not gonna give you any like numbers or any comments i'm just gonna get run through a list of some of the movies i liked from 2016 just to get this out of the way oh yes right. um all right presented without um order or commentary oh all right the lobster Nocturnal Animals, Deadpool, Sing Street, Hello, My Name is Doris, Other People, Tickled. Man, Tickled, I know you were a big, big fan of that. I love the weird. Just uh, my amount of weird. <laughs> uh, to sidetrack for just one second here before it scrolls too far in the chat, Alvin uh, touched base that Deadpool did $133 million its opening weekend. Gotta be starting something. Thank you, Adelia Cunningham, because we did not know the name of yeah. that song. <laughs> Uh, but Deadpool did 133. Oh no, Lego will not do 133. Uh, no. That's crazy talk. Uh, sadly, we won't even have to worry about that because Alvin tells us in the chat that Fifty Shades whipped the competition here in the voting. I uh, got okay, seven Alvin, votes. I think I saw you make that pun like three times. Uh, Lego two movies, John Wick two movies. Folks, look at you. You treat us so well. We get it. <laughs> Fifty Shades darker. Because you never is. saw the first one. I never. Oh, I'm gonna be so lost, aren't I? But I f- yeah, you're never gonna be able to catch up. It is really <laughs> dense, and there's so many characters. It's like Game of Thrones, but for SNL. Oh man. Oh boy. Hope I can catch um, up with those nuanced characters. You know, I actually could see myself have going to see this like anyway. Really? Just because I could see my friends being like, wouldn't it be funny when they had to go see Fifty Shades? Okay, so you have to choose their power rank, the order that you would see, Lego, John Wick, Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, Lego, Fifty, John Wick. Because you haven't seen the first John Wick, have you? No. Okay, got it. In fact, we can just can we just have the just the two options? How dare you. I'm so sorry. I want to love the things you love. <laughs> All right, so uh, the box office, uh, the chat room has spoken. Mm-hmm. They have told us to bet on Fifty Shades, 50 Shades Darker. Now, of course, as I mentioned before, Fifty Shades of Grey opened in 2015 with $85 million. Mm, and it is opening in 3,700 screens. So, Which is a pretty normal release. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's certainly its biggest competition is going to be the Lego Batman movie mm-hmm. with over 4,000. So, I don't think there's a whole lot of crossover there. Not a lot of crossover. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I feel, I feel Lego seems kind of universal. Everyone kind of wants to go see it. I feel like every everybody that would watch Fifty Shades of Grey, I bet a lot of them would also want to see Batman. I can't imagine everybody that would want to see Batman would also want to see Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking of? That there's a different Lego movie? It wasn't that there's a different Lego movie. Is that we had a different movie this year from that studio. 
Oh, that, yes, from the stu- that was Storks. Is that wasn't Storks it? or Secret Life of Pets? No, Storks. Okay. The Secret Life was a That's what I was thinking yes. of. From the people who from the people who know the people yes. who worked down the hall from the people who created Lego. <laughs> no, look at that. Uh, all right, so. All right, on our special smartphones right here, uh, sure. Quinn and I are each going to place our bet of what we think uh, Fifty Shades Darker is going to do. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, okay, gosh, it did. Okay, um, I'm going to say... Man, it did. Remember, it did $85 million. It's opening weekend in 2015. Okay, it's not going to hit anywhere close to that. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to... I feel like I'm... Sh- it's weird because like I kind of feel like I'm shooting for the stars, but I also feel like I'm not going high enough. All right, I've put in my number. <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens All here. Right. All right. Uh, thank you, Adelia, for just uh, chiming in about storks in the chat. Yeah, there you go. That was a good movie. All right, you guys ready? Yes, Quinn, what do you have here? I'm going 50 mil. Oh, I went 45 million. All right. So. Yeah, pretty pretty close. I know. I'm I'm just wanting Lego Batman just to. Man, we're, I almost feel like we're gonna we're gonna see these office these numbers come in and we're gonna get 30. Oh, well, you know? that's, that's fine. I, I won't be so sad. No, I know. That's why I'm looking at this being like, uh, I'm kind of shooting for the stars, but hey, at least it's not Miss Peregrine's home for supernatural children. But, you know, I what I love about you, Quinn, is that you're not afraid to go big when when, when mm-hmm. the moment comes. Go big or go home. That's right. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're getting close to wrapping up the show, but uh, I know somebody in the chat asked earlier about DJ Richie Sky and his status with the show. And, of course, he's stepping away right now because he's got conflicts that are preventing him to be uh, a mainstay here. So, as I mentioned, he's going to get He's going to work on trying to get in here to say a formal goodbye. Mm-hmm. But as my, my co-host for the evening here, the delightful Quinn Skillian there, she also is going to be stepping away. Um, and she'd like yes. to take a, a moment to uh, say a few thoughts. I have really enjoyed working on this show. It has given me such a different way to look at movies and to kind of start to, you know test the why why certain movies make money and the climate and who's going to see what and it's been really 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 interesting to talk with you guys and get your guys's perspective about about what speaks to people and why we love these and why we go back and 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 how we feel about these crazy things that we watch for two and a half hours and I just have really appreciated learning with you guys and I will be back I'm not you know leaving forever if you guys need a sub I will Come of in course. and talk with you guys. The chair is always open. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, I just want to do thank you guys, especially everyone in the chat who has been so awesome. And you guys have been every week after week have come in here and hung out with us and and you know listened to all my crazy b- bullshit. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and it's just been it's just been such a blast. Blast. I really appreciate it. How would you? How do you think your box office prognosticating skills have have? Increased. I mean, I when I first started this, I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I, I mean, every single time it was time to say what we thought the next movies were going to be, I, I had, there were some serious armpit sweat happening. Um, but it's, um, I definitely feel like I kind of, I, I get it, and it's really, really, really fun to kind of understand the psyche of what people want to see and why they want to see it. And I think it's been really, really, really cool. And I have all of you guys to thank for that. So can we count on you to at least tweet out your box office uh, 100%. predictions? 100%. Love it. Absolutely. There you go. So, yes. So even though Quinn won't be here uh, on a regular basis for the show, uh, should the need, need arise, she'll be happily to, yes, happy to yes. sub in. Gone and, but not forgotten. Abso- well, absolutely. So And so please keep following Quinn everywhere around the internet. Please. Uh, especially on uh, Snapchat. Uh, and let's Quack keep Chat. talking about movies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to still want to see everything. Like, you know, tweet me. Real, everything? Including John Wick? Yeah, I'm going to talk about how stupid it is. Aww. And then I ruined it. I ruined that lovely moment Boo. with that comment. Boo. I know. I know. Uh, all right, so uh, what's, what are you going to see first this week? Uh, will you see Hidden Figures, or are you going to wait and see the Lego Batman? I actually think I want to see Split first. Is that crazy? Oh, all right. No, that's not crazy at all. I think that's the the next one on my list. Oh, uh, Alvin has one last request for you Finish there in Max the chat. Steel. Finish Max Steel for us. And at least tweet out your thoughts. You guys yeah. want to Venmo me a cent each so I can, <laughs> so I can <laughs> rent it each. again? <laughs> Just kidding. 
You owe it to the chat, Quinn, to I at know. least finish Max Steel and I tweet should. out your thoughts. I will. I will. I will tweet. It'll be probably a very short tweet. <laughs> <laughs> or just live tweet while you watch it. You're right. Well, that's what I'll do. Oh, that would be fun. I'll mm. let you guys know if I'm going to get that up, and I'll live tweet Max Steel for you guys, because I think that would be really, really That cool. would be really cool to see cool. Quinn slowly losing her mind as Max Steel plays. Yeah. It'll what? be like a, it'll be like a simultaneous Snapchat, so you can actually watch me <laughs> panic. What am I doing? Uh, so as Jamie Hubert says, we're losing two of you guys. Yes, uh, so Richie and Sky will be stepping aside here, but Carrie and I will be here, and uh, we'll see what happens yeah. uh, in terms of if we're going to add anybody else to the panel or not. It's just going to be Carrie and I. We're with... leaving it in really good hands either way. It's well, very, very... Carrie's here, guys, so it's, you know, yeah. then there's also me, which is so... like, you know, so you're getting the good and the bad here, mm-hmm. so... Uh, usually there was a lot more good and me, so it kind of lifted the show up. But now with the the good people starting to drop, it's, yeah. I'm starting to drag everything down. You know what? You're just lucky Carrie's here because that's true. That is true. You know, we gotta <laughs> She's help the wind this guy the, out a little yes. bit. <laughs> the wind beneath the box office breakdowns wings. <laughs> so, folks, that is gonna do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Uh, and for at least on a regular basis, Quinn Skilling. So, ladies yep. and gentlemen. He, Give your biggest thoughts and well wishes and appreciation for the lovely and talented Quinn Skillian. Thanks, everybody, for uh, watching the show. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everyone, for hopping in the chat. As always, Quinn said it so so nicely before. I will just hop on her thoughts there. Thank you so much for chatting with us every week. It really means a lot to us. Uh, And if you want to continue the conversation with us or make sure that Quinn does actually live tweet Max (laughs) Steele, Quinn, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at Quinstagram. You can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian, and you can add me on Snapchat at Quapchat. Holy cow, that sounds like a great deal, folks. You owe it to yourself to follow her on all those social media platforms. And you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie, and I've really been trying to get my Gram game going. Ooh. Yes. Uh, hop on the Gram. Uh, hop on, that Gram game. Slide into them DMs. That's right. Uh, there's, uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at, at Happy Go Jackie as well. I'm just keeping it simple, guys. Just Happy Go Jackie yeah. everywhere. Look at that. It was such a pleasure working with you, Frank. Quinn, the pleasure was all mine. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry I had to bother you with all my, my box office blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Bo- box office blah, blah, blah. All right, folks. Have a great week. Enjoy the box office. Get some butter on that popcorn. And we'll see you back here next Sunday night for another episode of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. Bye, everybody. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.